What's up, guys? Max here, back with a brand new episode of the Scuttlebutt Show, and today's episode is out of control. I've got a story out of France that actually I thought at first was kind of insane, but the more I thought about it, totally makes sense. We're going to talk about some Marines who are out there getting after it. The Navy is fixing to start World War III out there. The Army failing to get after it at this point still, and then we've got a guy a bartender who's found himself in some quite hot water over his handling of some soldiers walking into a bar trying to get a drink. So we're going to talk all about that and more. But first, as always, let's talk a little bit about yesterday. I want to apologize. Actually, the only thing I want to say about yesterday is I want to apologize for the uh, quality of the stream when I've been gaming the last couple times. So if you guys stuck around or came back to watch me play some uh, Insurgency Sandstorm yesterday, you probably heard some really horrible sounding audio. And I want to apologize for that bad audio. It was a setting on the computer that I use a software called Streamlabs to make all this magic possible over here. And it was a setting in there that was kind of jacking up my mic. So, you know, it's all good. I figured it out. That won't be a problem again. Hopefully I'm going to be doing some streaming of games today as well. And I'm curious what you guys think. Should I keep the gaming on this channel or should there be a Scuttlebutt gaming channel? Would you guys go over there and check that out if there was? I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of split. I don't want to have to ask you guys to go to another place to do to watch the same content from me. I like just doing it right here. So you guys tell me. Earl, what's up? I want to say what's up to everybody in the chat. We got Mudrock, Eric, Danger Zone, Nuggets is here, Chris is here, Ned is here, um, and Earl just checked in. So what's up, guys? Nice to have you all in the chat today. That's awesome. Fantastic. Good to go. And by the way, as a quick other update, we've got a... Uh, I'm just fixing my... Working with my computer over here. Quick update is... A complete studio tour is coming soon. The only thing is it's not like completely done the way I want it yet. And I don't want to make the video and then a week later make the video again. So I'm just going to wait for another week, maybe a week and a half, two, depending on how long it takes to get things shipped out here to Okinawa. And then I'm going to do a full video tour. So it looks like in the chat, we're keeping gaming on this channel. Great. I love it. That's what I want to do too. So we're going to do that. Now, today, today's show... Today's show has some insane stories. I mean, I felt like my energy level was low a little bit yesterday, but today I am pumped up because we have some insane stories and I don't want to waste any more time not talking about these stories. So let's go right into it with the Navy is about to be involved in World War III over here where it's like tensions are high in the Gulf. We've got a, a U.S. ship fires warning shots at Iranian boats in Strait of Hormuz in second tense counter in two weeks. Now, this is right on the tails of the story we did yesterday about the Navy recovering all those weapons, seizing all those weapons from a ship on its way to Yemen, sponsored by Iran. Now, Iran is, you know, constantly working with militia groups to kind of destabilize other countries in the Middle East. So one day they could probably take the entire Middle East over and they'll have a bunch of militias in each country working on their behalf. So, I mean, it is what it is. I was always worried about Iran when we were in Iraq. That's for sure. They were kind of hanging out there doing weird stuff. I was always worried they would try to start some start some ish out there with us. But that never happened on my deployment out there in 2015. But as, as you guys probably know and remember from a couple of years ago when uh, General Soleimani was killed, Iran was sponsoring all kinds of terror attacks in Iraq against Americans, against Iraqis. So not a good country. They are bad actors in the world political sphere and the Navy has fired some warning shots at a ship in what is, I believe the third or fourth incident in the last couple of weeks. Cause I think there was another warning shots fired at, uh, fired at Iranian ships a couple weeks ago. Correct me if I'm wrong. I kind of remember that a coast guard cutter fired shots at a group of Iranian fast coast guard. Ah, it says us ship. I thought this was, I thought this was Navy. No, we're talking about coast guard. Jeez. We're talking about coast guard. I didn't, duh, I, I, I didn't even, I didn't even realize how silly of me. We're talking about the Coast Guard here. My bad, guys, my bad. A Coast Guard cutter fired shots at a group of Iranian fast attack boats in the Strait of Hormuz as the boats quickly approached several U.S. warships traveling into the Persian Gulf. So the boats were going at Navy ships and then the Coast Guard fired. So the U.S. Coast Guard Maui cutter Maui fired about 30 warning shots Monday when 13 vessels of Iran's paramilitary Revolutionary Guard Corps came too close to U.S. ships and conducted unsafe and unprofessional maneuvers and failed to exercise due regard for the safety of U.S. forces as required under international law. This is the kind of activity that could lead somebody to getting hurt and can lead to a real miscalculation there in the region that doesn't serve anybody's interests. Man, you guys got to go read the book 2034. 
you guys really got to go read the book 2034 because this is eerily similar to some stuff that happens in that book, what we've been talking about this last week. So go check out the book 2034. It's on audiobook. It's all about an imagining of the story of what World War III might look like if it was to happen about 10 years from now. So this is crazy. You know, part of the part of military tactics is assessing your enemy's reactions, doing like probing. Probing would be you push the enemy to react to something, but you don't give them a reason to decimate you, and then you see what their TTPs are. So this could be that. There's a lot of things that could be going on here. It was the second time in two weeks that the U.S. ship fired warning shots. So yes, it was the second time. On April 26th, the Navy patrol ship USS Firebolt fired warning shots at three Iranian fast attack vessels in the Persian Gulf. So they are that, that came within 68 yards of it. So this is definitely... This sounds like, without me knowing any more information about it from official Navy sources, this sounds like probing type stuff where you just kind of go and see what happens, see what their warning shots are, see how close you can get prior to them firing warning shots. It's antagonizing a little bit. On Monday, the Maui patrol ship, U.S. Coast Guard Cutter Wrangle, guided missile cruiser, USS Monterey and Coastal Patrol ship, USS Thunderbolt, Hurricane and Squall, were escorting the guided missile submarine USS Georgia, which had surfaced to transit the strait. When the Iranian boats approached the formation at high speeds, the Navy said in a statement, two of the boats then broke off and approached U.S. ships from behind at about 37 miles per hour, which is really fast, with their weapons uncovered and manned, according to the Navy, which describes the Iranian vessels as a type of speedboat armed with machine guns. With the U.S. ships sandwiched between the two groups of Iranian boats, the Maui and the Squall attempted to use all appropriate and established procedures, such as horn blasts and bridge-to-bridge radio transmission before resorting to the warning shots. Maui fired rounds from a 50 caliber machine gun when the Iranian boats came within 300 yards and again when they came within 150 yards. I'll just take this time. I'm sure you guys know the story of the USS Cole, but there's this is no time to play games, okay? With ships at sea, there's no time to play games, especially when you're talking about Middle Eastern terror tactics and military tactics where they're, they'll happily use suicide tactics and, you know, kamikaze a boat into yours. The USS Cole is a great example. So there's definitely no, you know, playing around when it comes to this. You should always assume that there's a real threat if people are doing this kind of stuff. And, you know, for all you know, that could be a rogue Iranian sailor commander who wants to just go attack you for some reason, or, or who knows what it is? Who knows what the reason is? Retaliation for capturing all those weapons could be anything. So this is definitely not something you want to sleep on out there if you're the Navy. I think we've seen now in the second incident, commanders are very stringent about following the proper procedures for providing warnings verbally first, and then if need be, through the use of warning shots to try and change to mitigate the Iranian behavior. Last year, the Navy issued regulations allowing commanders to take lawful defensive measures against ships in the Middle East that come within 100 yards of its warships. That's already too close, to be honest. 100 yards? That's small arms fire. That means the, the people up on the you know side of the ship with the weapons, 50 cals, 240s, could take out a small boat at that point. That's way too close. Though Monday's incident did not breach that boundary, Kirby said Navy commanders have the means at their disposal to defend their ships and their crews. As they should as I think that they should, uh, obviously. Of course they should. Of course they should. So I see we got a bunch of people in the, in the chat, a bunch of people watching right now. I want to thank you guys all for joining us today. That was just breaking news as of this morning when I woke up here in Okinawa, so I wanted to cover that. That was fun. We're going to talk about some Marines coming up next, and we've got a little video to watch that I think will be quite fun. Quite fun. Let's, let me catch up on the chat here. Bro, damn, Navy, chill, dog. <laughs> we hate Iran, but chill. USMC is the front of the Navy, so Nuggets is getting after in the chat. Coast Guard, you got to chill, too. <laughs> yeah, they are going to have to back off from our ships and boats. You get what you deserve. Totally, totally. So I want to remind you guys, as always, links in the description down below. You can check out the Patreon. You can check out scuttlebuttshow.com for all the merch, like the shirt that I'm wearing right now is available on scuttlebuttshow.com as, as well as a bunch of other merch as well, including socks, water bottles, t-shirts, the like. It's a good place to be to get some nice scuttlebutt stuff. That would have been nice ROE in 2008. All I could do was wave them away from the door of the Hilo. Yes, I was just thinking about you, Justin, and uh, I remember some small boats coming up, and we would just hover the helicopter. You guys would just hover the helicopter kind of above um, above the boat and kind of make them, like, annoy them with rotor wash until they until they left. Yeah, threatening wave. A threatening wave. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Bomb, I ran. <laughs> 2034 was a good book, Ned. Glad you read it. I liked it, too. Alexander says, hey, just join. What are you talking about? We were just talking about the Navy... Uh, the, the Coast Guard just fired some warning shots at Iranian ships that were charging U.S. Navy boats in the Strait of Hormuz. But we're moving on now because we've got another cool story here. We're going to do something a little fun before we get to the really crazy stuff. We've got a couple videos to watch today, actually. We're going to be reacting to a couple things. But I've got this. I want to highlight this Marine pair here. After six years of attempts, 
Marine Master Guns finally wins the Recon Challenge. I wanted to point this out. The Marine Recon Challenge. I don't know how much you guys know about Recon Marines, but prior to, I think, 2008, Recon was the premier, which you would consider the Special Forces element of the Marine Corps, though they technically were not a member of SOCOM. In 2008, I believe it's 2008, I I'm pretty sure, fact check me on that one, I think it's 2008, the Marine Corps established the Raiders, which is now a SOCOM command element, the Marine Raiders, the Marine Special Forces, so you can go become a Raider. And that is now the top tier of Special Forces, you can go screen for that. And the Marine Recon has been around for a long time, and they've done great things. We've got Recon all around the world. We've got them out here in Okinawa, and we've got these two Recon Marines, a Major and a, a Master Gunnery Sergeant, which is an E9, who won the, the, tough, the toughest Recon competition, the Recon Challenge, on April 30th, a long day of misery hills and hot California sun, but with an impressive time of nine hours and 27 minutes, Master Gunnery Sergeant Corey Pasquan and Major Morgan Jordan came away as victors of the 12th Annual Recon Challenge. Now, Master Guns here, he had attempted uh, a bunch of these Marine Recon Challenges where he finished second place, but he had never won, and this year he won. So before we talk about this story, I thought everyone here probably wants to know what exactly is the Recon Challenge. So I've got a video pulled up over here and we're actually going to check out what is the Marine Recon Challenge. So let's watch this together. by the name of Alice Nideki, who's the president of the Force Recon Association. And we went and we asked him, who do you want us to run the race for? And he said, uh, Corporal Joseph Lyons, who was one of his teammates, died in Vietnam in 1968. And we just happened to win it last year with the seventh annual reconnaissance challenge. And then we took the, the banner, the dog tags, and we mailed it to his daughter, Kimberly, who was four years old when he passed away. And then through that, you know, we sent a bunch of pictures of us winning the race, and my daughter's coming across the finish line with us. And, you know, she sent back a bunch of photos of her dad in you know, Vietnam and pictures of, you know, her dad holding her the last Christmas before he, he uh, deployed to Vietnam and actually uh, was killed. Without a doubt, you know, keeping that memory alive of, you know, these, these fallen service members, whether it be in combat or training, you know, all the way back, you know, and, and, and not just recent past 10 years, 15 years, but, you know, re reaching back to the lineage. Crossing the finish line uh, for the second year in a row, uh, winning it with my daughters, you know, by my side, running across the finish line, and, you know, Gunnery Sergeant Federal Check, who's my uh, staff in CIC. I mean, it, it, it's phenomenal. It's 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 a great feeling, you know, knowing that I can still go out there uh, as a you know feel great officer and you know be a part of the community and you know lead lead from the front. And then more importantly, most importantly, that you you know did it for that service member and another year that you know Kimberly Lyons and her family is going to be like, hey, I. I still, I still hold the trophy and they, they put it all out there for my dad again and everybody's recognizing his name and the story, story still lives. All right, so you guys see the Marine Corps challenge here, the recon challenge is not just to prove that you're the best recon Marine out there, it's to go out, put in some work and honor fallen recon Marines, honor your buddies and you know, provide a place that you can honor the legacy of all the great stuff that the Marine Corps does. So I can get behind that for sure. So let's talk about what's going on over here. So it's almost a 25 mile challenge. It pushes teams of two through some of the most grueling events in the world of Marine reconnaissance. This was Master Gun's sixth time running the course, though he has racked up three second place finishes. He had never won. 
And the thought of him finally winning kept Major Jordan going through the final challenge. He says, that drove me at points on the mountain. Once we took the lead, I didn't want to let him down, he said. Now, reading this article, the last event there where they had to finish this thing up, it, it consisted of running, carrying a ruck, getting wet, getting in the water, swimming, all this stuff. But the last event was crazy. They talk about the last event here. So as they go, they go on, they do all the training and everything like that. And they get to the pool for the final event. And let's see. Oh, wait, it says the second to last event made teams drag a seven ton tire underwater from the deep end of the pool to the shallow end, which means they would have to go underwater, move this tire across the pool surface, get some air, move the tire a little further to complete the event. The teams had to lift the tire over a 12 foot underwater ledge that separates the shallow and the deep end of the pool. That is crazy. Melton lowering another team jumped into the pool with a roughly 10 minute lead, but they struggled to lift the 10, the seven ton tire over the edge. After what felt like an infinite number of attempts using ropes and pure muscle to lift the tire while fighting through cramps and exhaustion, the team was finally able to get it over to complete to and complete the course we've got, but they were, they, but before they even got out of the pool, Passman and Jordan were on their heels, blazing through the event, finishing in just about two minutes. Wow. So they crushed that event. Passman credited his brother, a former NCAA Division I athlete, for his water skills. He kicked my ass in the pool, Passman says. He rushed to get dressed to continue on with the hike. So then they, uh, they finished, and they were the first team to continue their hike. For me, it was Cardiac Hill, the climb we did, right, which is a famous hill on Camp Pendleton. Jordan told reporters after the race, it was late in the race, and it was very hot at the time, and I was just exhausted. Though they had a safe lead, Passman said there were a few moments where he was a little worried. Uh, after the crossing the finish line, the Marines kneel down and place the dog tags of the fallen on a battlefield cross. That's up at the top of Cardiac Hill. Wow, that is crazy. That is crazy. It really puts in perspective. It really gives you the why we're doing this th uh, thing, the remembrance of those who have fallen before us. Lieutenant Colonel Karen Calvin, the commanding officer of the Advanced Infantry Train Battalion, said after the event, the first place finishers were running for Lieutenant Colonel Kevin Shea, who was killed September 14, 2004 in Fallujah when he was hit by a rocket attack only a few months before returning home. She's a widow at the finish line cheering on the winning team as they knelt before the battlefield cross. So Lieutenant Colonel Shea's wife, she came out and made it a little bit more special to actually be able to know them, Jordan said. We do it for them, so you get to know that at the finish line you have a chance to hang the dog tag. It's a very powerful moment. That's great. Good for them and congratulations to them and congratulations to the Marine Corps for being able to put on that event successfully with everything going on in the world with COVID and all that. So that's awesome. Um, let's see. Let's catch up on the chat here a little bit. Uh, we got Game Hopes in the chat. What's up? Chesie in the chat. What's going on? Jacob Doddenworth in the chat, author of An Officer and a Man. Master Guns looking mode as hell with no skivvy shirt. I support him so much. Hell yeah. Game Hopes, uh, you guys chatting. Let's see. It's not a seven-ton tire. It's a tire for a seven-ton truck. So it's a big-ass tire, basically. It's a seven-ton truck. That's like the amount that it can carry, I believe. So let's see. Nuggets, new sub. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. It's for the seven-ton truck, not a tire that weighs seven tons. Yes, that's right. That is correct. Yo, Max, gaming today. I am going to probably be gaming today. That's what I was thinking, Jacob. I was hoping someone would say it. Thanks, Donnaworth. Yes, it is a, I, I was reading the article here. It's obviously not a seven ton tire. That'd be a 14,000 pound tire. Let's see. The, uh, the second to last event saw teams drag a seven ton tire underwater from the deep end to the shallow end. But those tires are extremely heavy though. Like those tires are really heavy. And then if you have to imagine dragging them through water, all the resistance of water and the fact that you can't really get a good, you know, you can't really use a lot of your own force down there because you're pushing through the water and you have to get a grip on something to do it. So good for them. That is awesome. Uh, those are commonly tires you'd be out in the field doing tire flips with or something like that is, is kind of what those are. So yes, good for them. Um, you know, you ever just mess up? You know what I'm saying? Let's see. Game Hope says, awesome. I love the gaming streams. Yeah, we'll be gaming today, I believe. We're probably going to be gaming. What game am I, am I going to be gaming? Um, I just got Valorant, so I might try to play Valorant with uh, DWK videos. But if uh, if that doesn't work out, I might jump in and play some Enlisted or some Insurgency. I'm not sure yet. So you ever have just a day and you mess up and you're like, "Damn, I don't know what I don't know what got into me. I don't know that wasn't that that wasn't me. That didn't that behavior did not represent me well, and I wish I didn't do that." I really wish I didn't do that, but I, I did do that, and now I'm sad. Well, you know who did that was this bartender 
who threw a military ID in the trash because troops don't even look old enough to know about 9-11. That's the lamest. Dude, you don't even look old enough to know about 9-11. That's, uh, oh man, that's not so good. That's not so good. So it's a bad day for one Missouri bar after a video went viral over the weekend of a bartender berating a group of service members who tried to get service with their military identification card. Six service members were visiting the Loto Lounge in Osagi Beach, Missouri, when the bartender, identified as Josh Whitecomp, refused to serve them, appeared to bend and throw away one of the service members' military IDs, and proceeded to deny that they were in the military at all. I have not watched this video yet. I have not watched this video yet. So we're going to watch it here together right now. Foul language warning. There might be some of that here. So let's check this out. Let's watch this and see what this is all about. Hopefully we don't get an ad right here. Hopefully my whole entire computer doesn't break. I mean, yeah, it's a real ID. I don't understand sure about that. Dude, it's all real. Okay. Let me, let me call my boys that have been to fucking Afghanistan. We've been to Iraq and Afghanistan. Let me call my boys who've been on deployment. Yo, I've got friends who've been on deployment. It's the same thing. Let me call my bro. He went. He was in Kuwait, bro. My boy was in Kuwait. How are you going to tell us we're not combat veterans? We've been to Kuwait, bro. Chill. Sounds you can't be like, let me call my boy. My boy is my boy is a real a, a real one. You know, my my boy's been to Iraq and Afghanistan. Let me call him. Same. You don't even look old enough to know about fucking 9 11. You're so right. Get the fuck out of my house. Get the fuck out of my house. He needs his ID. Yeah, you are. This one's fake. What are you doing, man? That's fake. Whoa. Did he just crumble up dude's ID? He just crumbled up his cat card. Damn, he just crumbled up his cat card. No, you can't. It's a fake ID. No, you, that's don't. government property. No, it's in the trash. Well, if it's government property, we call him in here. And we'll find out if it's a government problem. What's a bar called? We'll find out. I don't even know. What's that? I know y'all get military this time. Yeah, we do. But you can't scrape the front off of a military ID. Yes, you can't laminate, man. Military IDs are real IDs. They're UV protected. They're not laminated. Well, let me see yours. I will. For those veterans out there in the chat, those who've already served, I, the front came off of my ID card. Did the front come off of your ID card around the corners where it gets all dirty and starts peeling and you're flicking it with your finger all the time, making it worse? Damn, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. Let me see it. So, because here's the thing, too. You're telling me you can scrape the front off a military ID. Okay, cool. Cool. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Make sure you tell them to send someone up here that has a military ID. Hey, let's come in our uniforms tomorrow and have a good old time about it. Oh yeah, I can buy those. I can buy those in the fucking fucking so store up in Jeff's room. If you're wrong, what do you know about? It? Yeah. Uh, I'm still kicking you out of my bar. Doesn't matter. That's not. Uh, what do you do about her ID? Um, it's destruction of government uh, property. So yeah. And you can press charges against me if you want. That's fine. This guy is tripping right now. This guy is so mad at them. I think one of them tried to present the ID card as like a form of ID to to show he could get into the bar. And he crumpled, he snapped this thing in half and threw it in the trash and said, you can't peel the front of an ID card. Listen, bro, bad news. You 100% can peel the front. It's the ID card sucks. It's pretty much poor, low quality. Like it's one of the worst things as far as like, uh, the chip is always getting jacked up and you can't use it in your computer. The front comes right off the thing. I mean, it's kind of like, obviously this dude was never in the military. He doesn't know the quality of stuff we get. My ID, that's real. And I'll tell you exactly what my name is. And this video is kind of long. Let me catch up on it. You guys are going crazy in the comments. Uh, let's see. Chris says, that's cringe. Must hear how this argument started. I think it's when he tried to present his ID to, uh, to get a drink. Let's see. That's disrespect. I hope he's regretting that. Uh, Jacob says, I could see myself shouting at some boots who want me to thank them for their service. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a whole nother story. Let's see. How did it start? Yeah, try, probably trying to get a drink. This dude popped a perk. Uh, this is painful. It is painful. I agree. Larry D in the house. Obviously, he lost to a girl. Uh, he lost a girl to some soldier. What a tool. Oh, nice. That's probably true. Larry D dropping heavies as always. Downtown says, it's always some overweight vet that does this type of crap. I bet he's not a veteran though. I'm sure, he, I bet he's not. Slappers, said, Slappers, welcome to the chat. Slapper says, LOI, always had to replace my cat because of that problem. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see, looks like some sort of public freak out. Hate to see this. Dude seems a little under the influence of something with energy. Uh, that's a good point, Justin. There's a really good chance of that. 
Uh, he's kind of moving all erratically. He's like waving his arms all around. That's very possible. Man thinks he's so smooth. <laughs> um, he's wild in. God damn it, Karen. Absolutely. All the taxpayer cash doesn't go to the ID cards, man. Yep. Long lines at the ID card center. That's for sure. Based on the energy levels from both parties, I now feel comfortable guessing that the bartender is the dick here. Oh, for sure. He definitely, he definitely is. I had seven IDs made at two different battalions because the machine failed to write to the chip that many times. It took three hours to get fixed. Daniel D, I 100% feel you on that. That is so true. That is so true. So true. So annoying. Patrick says, used to be a cop, so he thinks he knows. Glad he's not a cop now. Damn. We'll see. Find out. Did you say what his name was, too? Yeah. And so what's that going to cost me? 30 bucks to replace your military ID. And I am also feeling like... Hey, look at how much it costs. Somebody who hasn't even served my country for doing shit? All right, do a lot. Yeah, you can do a lot more push-ups than me. That's great. That's awesome. Wait, did he say, what have you done for this country since World War II? What does that even mean? Nobody in that bar is 80 years old, or I guess I should say 100 years old. So how in the world would anybody in that bar have done anything since World War II? Probably most people in that bar were born in the 90s or maybe even 2000. Quite possible they were born in 2000. Paid my taxes. Yeah, that's a, that's a great excuse. QA says since World War II. I know. Is this guy on crack or something? I think this guy might be on crack, Ned. I think, there, I think Justin was kind of alluding to that. And I, it's very possible. It's very possible this guy was on crack. He's cracking me up, though. I'll tell you that. Every fucking day. And also, don't serve minors in my bar. Get the fuck out. Do I look like a liar? You do. Thank you. You do. That's great. Get the fuck out. You got your ID. Oh, wait. If you're in the military, you can just go get another one right now. It's fine. No, that's the whole process. And we're not even near a base. They're not coming. You're not near a base? You're not near fucking Fort Linwood? An hour away? An hour away. It's an hour away. We're working here. Where are you working here? The military operation is there ain't no military operation in Lake the Ozarks. Are you fucking kidding me? It's not the first time I've been here, but I not the first time I've been here. Dude, I'll just say there could be military operations going on anywhere. It doesn't matter if there's a base there or not. Military goes and trains all kinds of places. I lived in Oregon for six months doing military operations. So the, you could be literally anywhere. The military could be anywhere. Just because there's not a base there shows how little this guy knows about the military. You could be anywhere and doing military stuff. You don't have to be near a base. Let's see. I bet this guy is evading taxes, Chris says. Oh, that'd be so funny. I bet this guy is. I hope the IRS audits this guy. That'd be so funny. This reminds me of a meth or coke manic episode for sure. Bro, you served in the greatest fighting force to ever live. Yeah, right. Well, I paid my taxes. Loser beat that over push-ups and PT over any day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're smuggling when, uh, you know, you're struggling when you start mentioning taxes. Damn. Damn. Yeah. You know, you're struggling when you start to mention taxes. I pay your salary. If you say, if you look at somebody and say, I pay your salary, then you, uh, then you can rest assured you are not making good points. You can, you can guarantee that military pays salary too. I mean, I'm sorry. Military pays taxes, too. Everybody pays taxes, douchebag. Let's see what this guy's to say. military operations at Lake Ozarks? Thank you. What are you guys doing here? Some secret bullshit? Some, I'm protecting the dam from being bombed? Where's ID at? It's in the trash. It's gone. It's Wait, did you hear what he said? He said, uh, uh, <laughs> we should have the A-10s buzzes bar tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know who the, I, I don't know what unit these guys are from. We got to check the article after this video ends, but imagine that, that would be the ultimate payback. If like a squadron of, uh, of, of, uh, of like a tens and helos and like get a whole stack and then like get a pred overhead and pull the feed and walk into the bar and be like, excuse me, sir, do you recognize this building? Well, I've got a hundred thousand pounds of munitions targeted right here, right now. And, uh, with one word over this radio, I could blow this whole bar up. Do you think I'm in the military now? Do I look like I'm in the military now, bruh? Crazy. Let's go outside, and then the office is going to be here for the same thing. Don't, don't touch me. Don't touch me, he says. I, I do a lot of fucking push-ups. Don't touch me. False. 
This guy does not do a lot of push-ups. No, you don't. It's in the trash. It's fake. No, we, we like seriously need the idea. The police are coming to straighten all this out. Sure, don't get yeah. When the police come in and say they need the ID, I'll give it to them. By the way, up until this point, the soldiers have been so chill. Like, if they're drunk soldiers, they're so well-behaved. I'm so shocked by this. They're doing so good. I'm so, I got to give them a round of applause for these guys for just doing a good job. I noticed, oh, we got a dono, a $5 dono from Thank You. Well, thank you, thank you. I recognize that name. You've dropped some donos in the past, so I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. That's much appreciated. It's always going to go to improving the quality of this show. Every donation, super chat, merch purchase, subscriber on Patreon, it all goes to supporting the show. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you very much. Let's see, Lane. Hello, my name is pronounced Lane. Hello, my name is pronounced. Well, it's just spelled the same way you, you can't. If you, if you want to tell me the right way to pronounce it, you have to put a dash in there or a, a, a syllable uh, uh, icon or something like that because it's just the same as it says in there, Lane. If I'm saying it wrong, I do apologize, but um, I got, I'd, like to, I'd like to see the correct way to say your name. I, don't, I hope I'm not saying it wrong. How drunk can they be? He won't serve them a beer. <laughs> Larry, coming in hot. Um, Game Hope says, hey, Max, are you free after the, the two shows? Want to see a different perspective on something I made? No worries if you are. Yeah, I'll hit you up. Uh, if I, I Hopefully, I'll have some time. Marines would have broken a bottle and thrown it at him by now. Navy would have taken over the bar already. Yeah, Navy would have invaded with a thousand. Oh, Ian. Ian. Got it. I got you. Ian. Sorry, I've been calling you Lane. Ian Kingsbury in the house. Thank you for letting me know that that's your name. I want to say everybody's name correctly, so I appreciate it. Yeah. Did his manager just pet him? His managers watch watch the manager pet this guy's chest. The police are coming to straighten all this out. Yeah. Yeah. When the police come in and say they need the ID, I'll give it to them. I'm gonna keep Yeah. That's fine. I was giving him like the, lower it down, lower it down. The dude's looking at dog. Let's not do that. It hurts. It hurts to watch. It does. It hurts to watch. Uh-oh, they're in a standoff. They're in waiting mode now. This guy's got to know he messed up, right? But he like can't admit it at this point. They all peel. Stop having fun with people bringing us fake ass fucking IDs. Is what we need. I can't believe it's that fucking common. We've had. I believe it's common. A good chunk of motherfuckers come in here with fake IDs, man. But not and make every single person young. You're telling me that on a government ID they have a filament on the front that you can pull off with a chip on it. With a chip on it? No, dude, the chip is inside the card. You can't lie to me. It's like a passport, you dumb fuck. Have you seen a credit card? Yeah, I've seen what a is credit this card guy talking about? Yeah. That was one of the dumbest things I've The chip is inside the computer. The files are in the computer. The files are in the computer. The ch what does he mean the chip is inside? The chip's right there on the front of the card. It's, it's, it's like any credit card. It looks like the same as any credit card. It's a chip. It's the same stuff. It's the same exact thing. There's nothing different. They, it's not proprietary. They bought the same chip that every credit card uses. You can see it right there. There's no shocker here. Dude, just show them. Uh, maybe iPeppy with a $2.99 uh, super chat. Thank you, Peppy, very much. You're going to calm me down. That's going to calm me down because I'm, I'm, I'm spiraling right now. I'm spiraling at the stupidity. This is so crazy. The the insanity here with this guy is totally out of control. The chip is inside the card. What is he talking about? The chip falls off. The chip falls off. The chip gets chipped itself. You know, it starts to not work. It gets like raised up a little bit. The, it, the whole thing, it's just a regular credit card. Uh Jacob says, this is like trying to explain the cloud to my grandfather. <laughs> this is when they should say the military gave me a particular skill, and that is to wait until a higher authority arrives. Yes, Justin, nice. Emphasis on the sit around and wait. Yes, the Navy's given me a particular set of skills. One of those is I can stand here for the entire night. Pure insanity. Bartender just talking out of his ass. Yeah, I, I'm curious where he goes with this, actually. That was one of the dumbest comments ever. But, yeah, you can't peel the fucking filament off a of fucking... No, you can't. Peel. Peel that fucker all you want. Peel that one all you want. Yo, take his credit cards. Take them. This is your chance. Peel that one all you want. I'll give you fucking credit cards. 
Look, dude, I'm he not said, trying to show me a credit card. I'm not trying to ruin your cards. You're right. I'm telling you. He said, show me a credit card. This guy is on something for sure. This guy is de this this guy is behaving so crazy. He's definitely on something. I wouldn't just throw my credit card at a bunch of strangers unless I'm trying to get my credit card stolen. I guess. You said you could peel these off too. Wait, what? By the way, good thing these guys have honor, courage, commitment, whatever the army's core values are, because they could have easily jacked this dude up or taken his cards or any number of things. But they're behaving. I mean, remarkably well. That's probably the most standout thing in this whole video to me is how well behaved these dudes are who are getting berated by this bartender right now. That's crazy. Can you peel off? You want to peel something off of that? Here, peel, peel something off of that. See if you peel Bro, something off of that. That's my social security card. Here's, I'll give you my fucking library card. Peel something off of that. You're telling me that my Missouri ID card is more secure than a fucking military ID? It's not secure because there's no shit in it. Don't, don't, it's not even, don't what do you mean it's not secure there's no shipping? It's not even a comment. Yeah. Not, what do you mean there's no secure because there's not shipping? Like, like, you're telling me that I... I can't peel the front off of this. Okay, okay. That's fine. Bring him in here. Yeah. Let me see your military ID right here. Yours right here. Bro, you ready? Cops. I ain't touching you. Let the cops come in here and let them touch you. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I want you both checked by the cops before you guys leave here. Beautiful. And even when they prove it, he won't say sorry. Downtown with a dollar ninety nine super chat. He's not a Karen. He's a Darren. He's a he's a Kevin or whatever the male version is. He's pretty bad. He's pretty bad. He threw his social security card, as Chris pointed out. Yeah, he, he's like, here's my. He literally said, here's my library card. Here's my social security card. Here's this credit card. Here's that credit card. Here's my Costco card. Like, first of all, I got to point out. Who carries this many credit cards at one time and including your social security card? That's a catastrophic wallet loss, bro. That's not good planning at all. And you seem like the type of guy who would lose your wallet because you're willing to just throw your credit cards out into the, into the world at some random people who, by the way, you apparently think are stolen valor. So I don't even believe that you believe what you're saying because otherwise you wouldn't just throw your credit cards at them. This is the ultimate like embarrassment on camera. I, you know, sometimes I'm like, I don't think every situation should be filmed and put on the internet to like destroy someone's life. But this is just pure insanity. This guy is accosting these dudes coming in there, a group of army guys who, whose behavior is just fantastic. I really, I like, I, if you guys can probably tell, I literally can't get over it. And, uh, and, and they're just taking it in stride because they are about to own this dude by posting this video up online. I won't. I'll still take you guys hey, get the fuck out of my bar. Yeah, I don't want to be in the bar. I'm not worried about that. So why are we even here? We still need the car. Okay. <laughs> and I'll take care of hers. That's what I'm saying. That's, I'm answering the question. Yeah. Yeah, please. No, I'm fine. Yeah, why are you guys still here in my bar? Why don't you just leave? Because you stole our ID card, you dumbass. You stole our CAC card. It's government property. You know what kind of in trouble I'm going to get into if I go back without my CAC card? counseling, uh, putting a request shit that says how you lost your card. And that thing's embarrassing. You got to write like a sworn statement basically to get another card. If you lose yours, you got to go back and, and put in exactly what happened. And this is going to be a tough one to explain on paper. I would have to provide an attachment, a thumb drive with this video on it. This guy is the equivalent of a Karen is a Chad. Nice. I think the male equivalent of a Karen is a Chad. And Trondor, perfect time to get in. Yes, that's right. Here's a free Amazon gift card. Yeah, you get a credit card. This guy's like the Oprah with his own credit cards. You get my credit card. You get my credit card. You get my credit card. Justin says, is he worse than a Coronado SEAL Team burrito guy? Yes, this guy is worse than the, SEAL, than the, than the male Navy SEAL Karen. If you guys want to know, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, what Justin is talking about, go to my channel and look up Navy SEAL Karen, and you'll see a, a great clip from last summer. We've had two giant groups of fucking miners come in there in the last two fucking yeah. weeks. I ain't putting up with this shit. <laughs> Can you peel my middle school ID? They still are ruining my day. I ain't putting up with this shit. I hate frat boys. It's just another reason to hate frat boys. How's it going, sir? How's it going? Hey. Sounds like the cops are there. Where's, uh, where's this ID at? It's in the trash. Right there. What? Are you working here? Oh, I am. Oh, no. Have you been in the military, sir? Yes. Can you tell me if you can peel off the front of a military ID? Yeah, actually, I remember mine being laminated. Oh! 
Yes. Yes. The ultimate retribution. Yes. They've been, they're exonerated. Ah, oh, if, if the ID card peels, you must appeals. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. He said, yeah, it does peel. Actually, he said, I think I remember mine did peel. <laughs> anybody, anybody in the military would know this. Anybody in the military would know this. This is the greatest moment of any video of all time. The payoff was so worth it. I'm so glad we made it to the end here because this is incredible. Uh, yeah, I remember mine being laminated. Yes, got them. The chat's going crazy right now. One of the greatest payoffs to any video we've ever watched on this show. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh, now what's his reaction going to be? Is he going to accuse the cop of being part of a larger conspiracy? Is he going to accuse the system of being out to get him? Is this all planned? Is he on? To, is this to catch a predator? Wait a second. You guys aren't. You guys aren't to catch a predator, are you? I can't get caught up on catch a predator again. Let's see what happens here. Has she shown you her actual ID where the birth date is raised at the bottom right corner? Her birth date is raised at the bottom right corner. Appreciate it, man. Oh, the greatest ending of any video ever. They, he, they just gave it back to him and they left. The greatest ever. The greatest ever. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. That was so worth it. He has nothing to say. He said, well, well, what about a driver's license? A driver's license is different than that ID card. How could this possibly be happening to me right now? Oh, my God. So great. So great. Now, it, this article does go on to say, the video pretty much says everything that you need to know, except, except he has gone, the bartender has gone on to offer an apology, which is frankly not going to cut it. This apology is not going to cut it. An online entertainment news site, Where is the Buzz, posted a screenshot of what is apparently an apology from White Comp posted on Facebook, calling the incident a stupid, drunken mistake. Task and Purpose was unable to verify the screenshot since White Comp's Facebook profile no longer appears to be public. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You blew it, dude. I am truly sorry for my actions on May, 20, on May 2nd at Lodo Lounge. I would like to personally apologize to the group of soldiers that came into the establishment. I said some regretful, hateful things in regards to your service to the country, and I'm sickened by my own comments. It was a stupid, drunken mistake, and I would sincerely like to extend an apology to you and to anyone in the service that I upset. The bar's Yelp reviews are already being tanked by people outraged by the video in response to one question asking if the bar is a good place to celebrate after completing a tour of duty and performing military service for a country. Someone responded, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Do they offer anything special on Veterans Day? Another question said, for a nickel, they'll spit in your face, read the response. Perfect. Sometimes... Sometimes Yelp works. Sometimes Yelp actually works. And that is completely perfect. Those responses were incredible. That makes me proud to be an American right there. That's the perfect response. Oh, man. Oh, man. Haven't, hasn't a bartender, uh, haven't been a bartender, but are you supposed to be drunk while on the job? So that's, I was going to say that too. That's a great point. I was going to say the same thing, which is how are you going to go on there and admit that you were drunk on the job? serving people, which basically is a huge liability to the bar. Cause if you get accused of over serving somebody or, uh, or, or, um, uh, you know, losing somebody's credit card or something like that and, or stealing somebody's ID card. And then you admit that you were drunk on a job. That's got to open you to some kind of liability risk right there. So let's see what's going on in comments. Again, if the card quality is shit, you must acquit. That's right. Nuggets. I was trying to think of a good, a good, uh, a good rhyme there. Those soldiers did great. Ha ha. Good on them. Yes, absolutely. Ha ha. Nuggets fired. Probably. There's no way he still has that job. There is no way that bar can survive if he still has that job. Let's see drunk behind the bar. I don't have patience, which prompts me to, to give props to those who do patience pays off because admitting being drunk is better than saying I was, uh, coked out of my mind. That's true too, Justin. Now, now, I know it's Gamer with Guns. What's up? Welcome to the chat. I will say, I obviously know it's common for bartenders to drink. I've drank with bartenders. I'll go out here in Okinawa to get sushi and buy sake bombs for the, the sushi chefs. I don't care. No problem. But if you, I'm not going to like rat somebody, a bartender out for drinking. Like that's what bartenders do. They drink. But then if you, if you're a bartender, you're supposed to be resp like responsible enough to handle your business in a professional way. If you get too drunk for that, no sympathy for you. If you get too drunk to be a responsible business owner, you start berating customers, stealing a veteran's ID card. No, not going to work. Not going to work. 
I've got a, I want to thank everybody for the donos and the super chats. Again, that's always much appreciated. Those go straight to the betterment of the channel. The links in the description down below, scuttlebuzzshow.com, patreon.com slash the scuttlebuzz show, other great ways to support the channel. But right now, one of the best ways to support the channel is to just come watch the videos and invite your friends to come watch the videos. Share the videos on your social media, trying to grow the channel, 3,000 subs. I think I was at 3,001 yesterday, 29.99 when I woke up this morning, however that works. Hopefully by the end of this stream, we'll be at 3,000 again. So we're trying to hit 10K this year. The goal is 10,000 subscribers this year. Now, I've got something, I, I, set, I, I saw this article today and I was inspired, so I actually set something up for you guys. So I've got this next article here to cover that is, uh, I mean, you'll see. You'll just see. We're always talking about the army in a, in a shocking twist. We have a shocking twist. This army unit will now allow, um, will now immediately start separating soldiers found guilty of assault or harassment. Well, duh. Yeah, bro. Do you think that might be a good idea after all the stuff that we uh, have been through in the last couple years, exposing all the problems with the army and people in the army uh, being accused or even found guilty of uh, or even pleading to assault or harassment crimes in the Navy? Justin, you might remember this helicopter sea combat squadron 23 had a dude who was stalking this girl, the squadron that Justin and I were at plank owners of a squadron. He went to their, his work, the work, the squadron one day and shot the girl in the chest, shot the girl in the chest. Oh, it's so infuriating. Philip with a $2 super chat. Thank you very much, Philip. I really appreciate that. Gotten a little late, but it was fun to watch that loser. Ha ha. Yes. In Trondor. Yes, absolutely. Nugget says Arnold gift. Yeah. I had to hit him with the Arnold. Had to hit him with the well, Arnold duh. because it's like, obviously like, why would you not immediately start separating soldiers found guilty of assault or harassment? Sexual assault and sexual harassment within the military should not be like a, you get a second chance type thing. If you're found guilty, if you're found guilty, now does that mean that it has to be a court martial or could it be NJP? Let's see what's going on here. The 18th Airborne Corps has directed that anyone found guilty of sexual assault or harassment will immediately begin the process for administrative separation, marking a significant departure from how assault and harassment are handled elsewhere in the Army. The changes are a direct result of a series of pitches soldiers made during the Corps' Dragon's Lair, a Shark Tank-esque challenge open to the roughly 90,000 service members in the Corps. This is like when we talked about on the show earlier how the Army is outsourcing uh, ways to solve the problem by going straight to the troops and taking ideas straight from the 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 fleet, so to speak, the actual soldiers in the army in the field. So the core leadership uh, assured all the presenters at Dragon Slayer episode three that we would implement a portion of their ideas, said Colonel Joe Buccino. We've made good on that promise and continue moving out on submissions. So that's cool, I guess. One of the biggest changes in the administrative separation will be initiated against an enlisted soldier or officer found guilty of sexual assault by civilian court by an NJP under Article 15 or at a court-martial where a punitive discharge isn't determined. The same action will be taken against any soldier who is found to have a substantiated allegation of sexual harassment against them. Oh, I don't like that, though. Um, Justin, it was after our time there. It was years after we left. It was years after I left. Or we left, Justin, on that, what I was talking about. Now, here's what I was hoping I wouldn't see. Even though I am behind this, if you're found guilty, here's what I was hoping I wouldn't see. The same actions will be taken against any soldier who was found to have substantiated allegations against them. Now, that's not right, I don't think. You have to be able to present evidence, right, on your behalf. Because if you get an allegation against you, when, when do you get a chance to speak for yourself, I wonder? And what, is, what qualifies as substantiated? Because the whole point of substantiated evidence is that then you go to a hearing, that's the whole point of, of finding substantiated evidence or substantiated allegations. That's what qualifies you to be heard. So I don't, I don't understand that part. The change doesn't guarantee that a soldier would be kicked out of the army, but they still will go before a separation board. But Pacino explained that while there were existing mandatory separation policies for things like drug and alcohol related offenses, there were not policies for sexual assault and harassment. The new policy strengthens the message the army had set, said a long had said it has said it all along but one many soldiers but one many soldiers doesn't say exact actually get enforced 
Wait, hang on. Let me read that whole sentence over again. I think I just had a stroke. The new policy strengthens a message the army has said all along, but one many soldiers say doesn't actually get enforced. Zero tolerance for assault and harassment. Um, what is the deal with this allegations though? I don't like this. Do new regulations go further and stipulate that when those soldiers accused of sexual assault, sexual harassment, or domestic violence are referred to for separation boards, at least one voting member of the board has to be the same gender as both the respondent and the alleged victim? Okay. What, does it go anywhere into say about, in addition to the changes that went into effect last week, the Corps has also awarded a contract to start building sharp virtual reality training, another one of the ideas pitched. In, so sexual harassment, virtual reality training? I don't know about that. Let's see. Um, it doesn't really explain why you would kick somebody out who's been accused. Yeah, Jacob, I'm okay. I know I had a I had a, a teleprompter moment here while I'm reading the article. Thank you guys. I'm good. Yeah, you have to have due process, like Larry said. I know stuff happens, but people be lying. Yeah, I actually, you know, I know that that's true. But you know, the problem is, uh, and I I side with you know victims. I always side with victims. Okay, if you want to know where I stand on a, a crime, always on the side of the victim. Okay. So the person who was minding their own business, not doing anything wrong, trying to do everything right, who got hurt, that's the person whose side I'm on. Okay. You can, you can look no further for my opinion on these type of things. I understand that sometimes people who do bad things are, they've had bad lives. They've had bad, bad circumstances, but when you've got somebody who's just an innocent victim and somebody who assaults them or hurts them or kills them, I'm on the side of the victim. So, uh, I, I always think people should have their voices heard, but if there's not evidence, if there's not any reason to believe that it's true other than somebody said it, because people do lie. I've seen it with my own eyes. So people do lie. That's just true. It's just a fact of the matter that people do lie. People do change their stories, all that stuff. Larry says the Duke lacrosse story here. There's tons of examples. So let's see, bro, army caught in 4K like 20,000 times already and just now doing this. Yeah, totally. So um, let's see. Few. I was going to say, I didn't think it was uh, that, uh, you didn't think you were that oblivious back then. Yeah, it was after we left. So um, you can't just kick people out of the army because they were accused of something. You can't do that to anybody. That's not really how justice works you know, in the United States. And I don't think we should be getting away from that concept of people just say something bad about you. So your life has to end immediately. I'm not for that. I understand that people do make up stories and all that, but, um, people need to be, have their voice their, People should be able to defend themselves, have their voices heard. That's what I think about that. So we'll see on, in one regard, you can't have people out there who are, um, who are, assaulting people, harassing people, people are making claims of being harassed and nothing gets done about it. Only after people get murdered on base, do we ever do anything about it? That's unacceptable too. But maybe instead of saying you'll start separating people who have substantiated allegations, why not say investigating people who've had substantiated allegations? Why not start there? Why jump to separating people who've had substantiated allegations? Why would you skip the most important step? The army just came out and said they're going to skip the investigation because obviously they've proven they can't handle one in the first place. We know with the Vanessa Guillen and when those private uh, uh, group of independent investigative board came in, they said anybody, you know, worth their salt would have been able to spot all these crimes before they even happened because you've got repeat offenders here, accusations here, crisscrossing. All you need is one of those boards with the string attached and you would have been able to put all this stuff together. No problem. So the army literally just said, we're going to skip the whole investigation part and we're just going to get right down to kicking people out of the army. Is that, does that satisfy everybody? No, I don't think any, who said that, which who, who in the, who in the lion's den or dragon's lair, or whatever they called it said that they wanted people to be kicked out without having their voices heard. I hope that's not what they mean. I hope that's not what they mean. Doesn't substantiated mean with evidence or did I miss something? Uh, I think substantiated means it could be like a testimonial. I think there's a lot of ways something could be substantiated. There's, I think substantiated means there's reason to believe it might be factual, but then you still need to have your, your day, you know, to be heard, to have your side heard, right. And represented before you get your life ruined and kicked out of the army. I think, let me, I can try to Google it really quick. Let's see. What does substantiated evidence 
mean? Let's see what comes up. So let's see. Um, if there's any actual people in the chat who have any real knowledge of it, uh, that would be great if you drop that in there. But let's see. The definition of uh, substantial it includes not imaginary or illusory, real or true, important or, it's, or essential, ample to satisfy or nourish, um, and or well-to-do or consisting or relating to substance. So basically like uh, it might be it might be real. It, it, there's reason to believe it could be true. So we're going to proceed investigating it. That's how I understand what substantiated evidence is. Like it's, it's not just hearsay. It's not just your word against theirs. There's something else there that gives it some credibility, which I think is what a lot of like DAs look for when they're considering bringing a case to trial is substantial evidence. Like they say that you hear that a lot, right? Substantial evidence. There was not substantial evidence. So there has to be actual evidence to support the claim, but it doesn't mean that the claim is true based on what they said. So I think that that still means uh, that they should have a chance to go before. So if it was me, if it was me and somebody made a claim against me and the substantiated evidence was that according to a logbook or a camera or something, me and that person both entered a building at the same time, I would be like, no, take me to court martial. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I want to be seen before a jury of my peers and have my, have my case heard because I'm not just going to accept getting kicked out of the military, having my life ruined a bad, a bad paper discharge over a claim. That's not true, which get made all the time. And actually I think when people make claims that are not true, it does worse. It does more to hurt victims of actual assault. Cause that's why so many of these cases, that's why people have this idea in their mind that these cases might not be true is because they've seen uh, fake ones before. And so once you've seen a fake one, you're like, ah, you know, people cry wolf or whatever. And then actual victims get thrown under the bus and it's horrible. So we can still do better. Yeah. It needs to be a non-punitive holding pattern for the accused. So it can be found out hundred percent what happened, but to keep them away from the accuser. Totally agree. Jacob. Ned says, then it comes down to, he said, she said, which means nothing. You need evidence and legally you are innocent until proven guilty, but that does not uh, mean anything in the military. In the military, you can be guilty without being guilty. You don't, you don't have those same rights because you can go to NJP and NJP is not actually, you know, you're not, you're actually guilty of a criminal thing. There's no trial. You're just, you know, given NJP. So let's see, uh, bro. Army wasn't caught in 4k, but 8k, my guy. <laughs> Very true. Ned says, I think they mean they will keep the two away from each other, not kick them out. Well, it just said they're going to start the same process of administrative set if somebody's uh, accused. So we'll see. I'm going to keep following it. I think there's some good there and some bad there. So it's a mix. And I don't want to just say it's not a, it's not a step forward because obviously in some regards, it will hopefully deter. Like when you do something like that, hopefully it'll deter and people will be less likely to commit assault harassment knowing that it's an automatic kick out. Maybe. I don't know. People are so crazy though with that kind of stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, we have one more story today and it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. We'll do something fun at the end. Um, in Iraq, we had a whole coalition of forces to go fight ISIS, including the French. The French pilots were fine, I guess. But we always had this joke that the French would miss. The French missed targets all the time. You would give them a grid, they would drop a weapon, and the explosion would happen 500 yards that way. Jordan, yes, we'll be gaming again today. Maybe uh, 30 to 45 minutes after the stream ends, we'll be gaming again today. So, you know, this is, uh, I, I don't know what to make of this, you guys. Because we've got here... French pilot claims he was strapped to a target and fired upon by fighter jets in deranged hazing incident. Have you guys heard about this? French warplanes allegedly dropped ordnance near him for 20 minutes. And you're thinking, and you're thinking, this can't mean what I think it means. But it does. Look at this picture right here. If you're listening on the podcast, a tweet here of a picture of the pilot uh, cargo strapped, it looks like, to, and duct taped to a, a pylon here in the middle of a field near the near the water. 
A French Air Force pilot has filed a criminal complaint alleging that as part of a hazing ritual, he was tied to a target on a firing range while fighter planes flew overhead and fired off munitions, his lawyer told Reuters on Saturday. What? <laughs> French Air Force pilot claims he was tied to a target on a live fire range by his fellow aviators where warplanes dropped ordnance near him for 20 minutes in a bizarre hazing ritual. The incident allegedly took place in March 2019 on the island of Corsica. Instructors allegedly placed a bag over the pilot's head, bound him at the wrists, ankles, and knees with adhesive tape, and drove him to the target range where he was strapped to a pole. I know I just said I always side with the victim, but part of me asks, what did he do? <laughs> what, did, what did he do to deserve this? Some munitions landed within 500 meters of the pilot, which is really close, by the way, for bombs. According to his legal complaint, which CNN cited, the pilot also claimed that the simulated shots, that some simulated shots, how do I do this? I got my hands really close. Simulated shots were fired directly at him. The pilot's attorney, Frederick Burnham, provided Reuters with a picture that pur purportedly shows his client strapped to the target. God, I hope this is true. I hope this isn't some kind of fake, fake thing right here, because this would be disastrous to the reputation of the French if this was fake. The incident was first revealed by the La Province newspaper. A French military spokesman acknowledged to Reuters that an incident had occurred, but he claimed the pilot was never actually fired upon. Colonel Stefan Svet told, Spet told the news agency that the aircraft were training on a different range while he was strapped to the pole and the nearest round landed one kilometer from him. That's still too close for me. Have Knowing the French, I don't want to be within a kilometer of what the French are dropping on. That's could That could hit you. There's a good chance. If they, here's, here's, if he was tied to this pole and the rounds were landing hundreds of meters away, that means they were aiming at him. That is, a, that is evidence to me that they were aiming at him. That's how the French operate, you guys. They were probably aiming right at him. The weapon away, time in flight to 30 seconds. Miss. That is like the ultimate, that is like every radio call I've ever had with the French. Yeah, it's uh, not a good splash. You missed by like 900 meters. Ah, sacre bleu. A miss. No. Say no. That was like every mission with the French. So if they missed them by hundreds of meters, that doesn't mean they weren't aiming at them. A French military... Uh, uh, wait, here, let me skip down here a little bit. Very few officers have received such sanctions in the past. Wait, I skipped a paragraph. Spet told CNN the French military has imposed firm sanctions as a result of the incident, including restriction to barracks, which typically means French service members may not go on leave. CNN noted that Spet did not say how many French service members had been disciplined. If very few officers have received such sanctions in the past, it will leave a stain on their career. Task and purpose was unable to reach Berna or Spet on Monday. Had such an incident happened in the American military, prosecutors could have potentially charged the officers involved with aggravated assault, kidnapping, conduct, unbecoming, and cruelty under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Sure, kidnapping. Think of, kidnapping is a huge problem. The aggravated assault alone would carry a maximum sentence of eight years in prison because placing someone in fear of serious bodily harm rises to the level of assault with a dangerous weapon. Uh, said Van Lendingham, who teaches at Southwestern Law School in Los Angeles. So this was for sure one of the craziest stories I've ever heard in my life. And the French are tripping. Who in their right mind would do this and, and think that this is going to end well for you? If this gets out in public information, this is obviously one of the worst things you could ever do. Let me see here. We got, we got, uh, let's see. Processing for separation isn't a guaranteed separation. That's a good point, Jacob. Live munition. <laughs> What the F is going on with France, bro? That's nuts. I will say that goes over the line. That goes over the line a little bit for sure. Are you sure it wasn't croissants and baguettes? That's, uh, you know, with some champagne. Maybe they left them out there with some champagne. This barely meets army war standards of crimes after just one incident. <laughs> How are they allowed to just do this? And I thought hazings in the U.S. were bad. We just gave boots pink bellies. Nice. Sir Nugget says, what the USMC does is duct tape you to your bed before you wake up. The French wake you up, kidnap you, and put you on a live fire range. Yeah. Were they trying to miss or hit? I mean, if they had just 240 shoot next to him and they flew jets over, that's kind of clever. Yeah, they could have done that, but he would have he known. Because it, it sounds like they dropped bombs. It sounds like they actually dropped bombs. Because both go along with the word almost. Couldn't they get attempted murder in the US? I don't know. If they got loose and wandered in the wrong range, this would be a very different story, I would imagine. Yeah, what if he got loose? What if there's UXO out there? 
This is just more than wild. It's baloney. <laughs> yeah, this is why is a great question. I'm sure they have gotten more sane ways of filling somebody's shorts. I'm sure they have some more sane ways of filling somebody's shorts. That is one of the craziest stories that I've covered on this show, maybe ever. Taxpayer Frank's hard at work. I pay your tax, Franks. I pay tax, Franks. God, it doesn't have the same ring to it, huh? That'll be eight francs, please. It doesn't have the same ring to it at all. Oh, dog's barking. I wonder what's going on out there. All right, guys. So that's all the stories that I have for you today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I did. That was a fun episode. That was a great, huge, jam-packed episode full of a lot of stuff, crazy stuff going on. So with that being said, obviously I have to go take the dogs out for a walk and take care of the animals out there in the house because they're barking now. So with that being said, I'm going to go online probably in 30 to 45 minutes and jump on and do some gaming. I'm not sure exactly what game yet, but we'll see. So with all that being said, I look forward to talking to you guys very soon. Come find me on the game here in uh, 30, 45 minutes. The next live that you see will be about the game. Let's see. I think the French, French are on the Euro. Oh, that's a good point. For GIGN, don't they shoot each other in the chest wearing body armor with the 357? Is that true? Uh, or is that, I feel like I've heard myths about that. All right, guys. So anyway, like I said, we'll be on games here in about 30, 45 minutes. Look forward for another live notification about that. With all that being said, I look forward to talking to you guys very soon. And I am out for now.